0: What's up, lacrosse fans? Welcome back to Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network for another lacrosse classified. This is 150. It's halfway to 300. That's twice as much as 75. It's quick math there for you. Thanks for joining us uh, here on the podcast. I say us. My name is Jake Elliott. My co-host this week, once again, is Jamie Dalek. And Jamie uh welcome back man uh, thanks for doing this again we got a we got another great program lined up and lots to talk about as well it's been uh it's been quite the week um uh, little monday night football going on right now after i've temporarily solved some computer issues once again <laughs> I, I mean, Murphy's Law, that it would just so happen to happen on this week of all weeks. But uh, So a little rigmarole with the old CPU, but we got her figured out. We're recording now. Uh, Packers and, and Lions are getting after it here. I'm trying to recall. I know, like last week, you said you did terrible in your picks, but then you picked the Raiders, I think, on Monday Night Football, and that, that came through last week.
1: That. Uh. Yes, sir. I was hoping to bring up my picks because when I went over last weekend, picking the Raiders on the money line sparked a perfect weekend for me this weekend. Perfect. So, uh, per- perfect. Four for four oh. um, with uh, the Ravens on the money line last oh, night. Oh, yeah, tra-
0: good for you. Yeah, everybody when was When they heavy. were actually
1: tra- trailing pretty good. Yeah. So it worked out uh Worked out okay
0: for me, thank you. People were going uh, heavy on Kansas City, and, and the Ravens are never really a, a dog at home, and people got laying money on Kansas City, but the line never changed, and that kind of lets you know that that the Sharks, the pros, if you will, are are on Baltimore. So, kudos uh, to you for,
1: well, for getting on the Ravens. Keep, don't give me too much credit. I was... Uh, I thought the Chiefs would win the game. As I was watching the game, you know, it was one of those – that's what I like about live betting, actually. When I'm watching the game, the Ravens were down 11 and driving. And, you know, they're, they're really good odds to, to come back and win the game. So, you know, I, I, I bet it probably in the end of the third quarter or fourth quarter. So it wasn't a great pre uh, – Thought. No. But as well, the game was going along, it worked out okay.
0: And you hit the sweet spot there. What about the fantasy? How's, how's the, the 17 fantasy leagues going? Well,
1: um,. Two and zero, and and we need a little uh, Devonte Adams, oh. and a little uh, Swift tonight. Okay, maybe, maybe go three and again. Still in so. progress.
0: Still in progress. Okay, well, things keep... are
1: things are going okay there. No complaints.
0: Keep me posted. Uh, More I...
1: importantly, why don't you tell us all how you're feeling? You yeah, know, you had surgery here and
0: uh, yeah, and
1: uh, I know you've been dealing with some pain. Tell us, tell us how you, everyone how you're doing.
0: Yeah, it was uh, it was a bit of a trying week. As you know, last last Sunday I had my dad's celebration of life on Sunday and then went under the, the knife on, on Tuesday, which was, you know, kind of a, a stressful few days there for sure, um, but... You know, the, you don't really have a whole lot of time to kind of to think about things once once the process starts. Like, you get there, and, you know, you get in your gown, and then the nurse comes by, hooks up the IV, which they missed on the first one, by the way, which is never fun. So I had to get a second one, and then, uh, you know, a bunch of people come by. The anesthesiologist comes by. The doctor comes by. The surgeon comes by. They all kind of check in, make sure they mark up the right lane that they're supposed to operate on and all that sort of stuff. So did that, and and uh, obviously came through on on the other side, and that happened on Tuesday. So it's been six days since then, and in those six days, Jamie, I've seen you know significant improvement each day. I would say you know, like I was heavy on a walker for like the first two or three days, then. Kind of, you know, it was a little easier to, to start to get around. Getting in and out of bed, you know, would take upwards of like a minute and a half, two minutes. Now I'm up in, you know, 20, 30 seconds sort of thing. Uh, going to the bathroom's a little bit easier, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, managed to get You're in a couple of progress. showers. Yep, yeah, making some progress and, and still got a long road ahead of me here, but... Uh, Last night was was a bit of a tough one, because I, well, I I didn't go to the Beer Hunter Cup on Saturday, which I really wanted to do, but thought to myself, you know what, like I'm not, it's probably not the greatest idea for me to do that in my condition, so I erred on the side of caution on that, and and soaked it, didn't go, which which I'm disappointed about, but then yesterday, it's been two years since I've called the Langley Rams football game, and they had their home opener on Saturday night, Um, so I where, we're Monday, so yeah, so this is a couple of days ago, and got there, you know, brought the the high chair, the cushions, the walker, the bag, all of it. Uh, you know, Danny, God bless her, uh, she has been just an absolute rock for me getting stuff done. So I got I got to get a, a special thank her thank you into her for everything that she's done and, and had to put up with my whiny ass uh, for the last week or so here. But anyway, so we get there and we're about fifteen minutes before kickoff. And the power goes up. so now I am on level three of Mercer McLeod Stadium, and the elevator is shut down. <laughs> so, so now I got, and and the power is not coming back on until like after the game was going to be over. So I'm like, okay, well I'm not I'm not staying uh, just to watch because it's not comfortable for me to do. So yeah, everything, all the equipment down three flights of stairs, uh, hobbling. <laughs> got back home it took it out of me to to say the least to the point where i'm still kind of recovering from that i didn't even get a chance to get out and vote today which uh i'm pretty ashamed about as well but this is the world i'm i'm living in right now and uh for this like and i didn't even think this podcast was going to happen because of this computer issue that i had going on but managed to to get through that which uh gives me a little bit of sanity um, even though I'm sitting here like sweating profusely because I'm <laughs> in an awkward position recording, I'm happy to be doing it. Uh, because, uh, this is, like I said, this is the medicine, this is the therapy that I need to, to get a little normalcy and, and feel like I'm actually living life a little bit. So, um, Thanks. yeah, it's not a, it's not a, it's not an easy process to go through for anybody that is, that has gone through it or is planning to go through it, but you know, from what the surgeon says it went fantastic. It was really ugly in there and needed to be done. And it's going to be life-changing uh, in a couple of months from now. So that's the, the light at the end of the tunnel as far as that goes. Enough about my hip my new titanium hip here jamie we got uh, lots to talk about lacrosse wise as well uh lacrosse the nation i figured this would probably be the perfect week to do it plus i've been catching a lot of heat from from the locals here on why i have not done the coquitlam Adnax organization yet for lacrosse the nation so you know i i knew who i wanted to talk to i knew it was going to be kind of an easy interview for me and uh i figured this was the perfect week to do it so we're going to talk Coquitlam Adnax and we're going to talk to the son one of the sons of the late Les Wingrove and my former junior a teammate Craigie Wingrove um, who's who's back in upstate New York I want to say St. John's area and and we're going to talk to Craig about all things Adnax and then the legacy that the Wingrove family left uh, both in junior senior minor all of it So we'll look forward to that in quarter number two. We got Quick Sticks, of course, and a pretty good handful of Quick Sticks in quarter number three and the Stampede Stallion coming up in quarter number four, and it's my selection. I'm glad I told you who it was this week, uh, quite frankly, Jamie. So we'll look forward to all of that. And, uh... I just want to say thank you before we kind of get into this about you know all like i've had a ton of people and i and i don't even know if i've responded to everybody i hope i have that have just reached out and said you know best of luck with your recovery and appreciate all all those well wishes man uh that so thank you blanket coverage here to everybody that's reached out uh, thinking about me this past week um what do i got here for you i like Normally, I got a bunch of tough questions or at least some questions here for you, Jamie. But honestly, the the week that I've gone through, I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about what I want to ask you this week. So I don't know if there's anything you want to ask me or we can just get into the big focus. What do you want to do?
1: Oh, now you're tr- throwing something at me. Well, um, I, I'm usually ready for your 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 questions. I know but we
0: can get right into the big focus
1: if you want this week. I'm good with I'm good with whatever, however you want to roll.
0: Okay, let's do it. Big focus time.
2: Big focus. Big focus. Focus. Another than a big focus. Focus. Big focus.
0: Big. So the big focus this week, Jamie, and again, you know, not the—we're kind of getting into the days here between the schedule being announced and training camp starting. I don't know if it's the dog days of of the NLL, but it's kind of like the most downtime that the league sees here in in yeah. like the fall. You know what I'm saying there? So not a yeah, whole. Yeah, no,
1: you're ba- you're bang on. I mean, generally we talk about this. You know, there's a lot of talk and whatever leading up to the draft, and then the draft comes, and then it basically goes quiet, um, you know, until we start to open camps. And I think some teams are actually going to get after it in a couple weeks here with free agent camps. But you're right. It's it's one of those six-week periods where there's not a lot going on, and, uh, and everyone's just kind of getting ready, you know, thinks they have what they need, and they're getting ready for camp.
0: Yep. So, I'm ready for camp. I know you signed a few guys uh, in the last couple of days as well. If you want to check out the transactions wires on, on the NLL website. But, um, pretty big deal going down just today. In fact, Panther City kind of uh, teasing that over the last couple of days. A big deal was was something was coming down through through Panther City. And a guy that we've kind of talked a lot about here on Last Class uh, in, in Randy Stotts, who... Had not signed a contract with Georgia for quite some time, and they kind of it looked like they were at odds, really, and and it was uh, just a waiting game, a chess game, if you will, between John Arlotta and Randy Stotts or his his representatives. And uh, enough's Enough says John Arlotta. If there's one thing I know is John Arlotta loves draft picks, and Randy Stotts is off to Panther City for a first, a second, and a conditional third. I don't know who kind of, and, and like. So I think this deal was imminent. Like, I don't think Randy was ever going to play another game in a Swarm uniform. I had no idea where he was going to go. I figured draft picks were coming back, and I look, and it, you know, it's probably going to be a high first from Panther City, obviously. Uh, that doesn't come until 2024, but I think it's still going to be a high pick. Second rounder uh, comes a year before that, and the third rounder is, is next year. Where do you come out on, well, on the deal?
1: Well, and they've already moved their first rounder. And 23 as well, I believe, for the to Georgia in the Connor Sellers deal. Mm. So they've moved now their 23. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but their 23 and 24 first round picks to Georgia.
0: Well, there's GMs out there that will not trade away their first round pick for pretty much anything, and then there's GMs that like to deal in that currency for the here and the now you're kind of the well latter. and
1: i'm a dealer i'm yeah. a dealer with that like uh, you know and and listen i mean really because of where my team's located and you know as players get older and become free agents a lot of guys that are from here want to you know come back to here and play um, you can do that. you know it, it it kind of affords me the ability to move my first but having said that you do need to keep them you know, that's how you build a team. I mean, you know, I've had one first-round pick probably in the last eight years, but thank God it was the year I didn't trade it was challenged challenge when <laughs> we ended up with the second pick. <laughs> um, you know, like, it, so it's, you know, hey, Randy Stats is, uh, you know, an awesome player in our league, but, you know, there there's a lot of question marks. There's, there's some, you know, obviously Injuries? he's hurt yeah, and yeah, I he's don't think hurt. he'll – play, you know, I don't know if he'll play this year or not. Um, you know, he's he's closing in on that free agent status. So, so they'd have to
0: franchise a, him too, right, if they want to keep him? Potentially,
1: yeah. potentially. I'm not sure what exactly that all is, but that, you know, th- there's a lot of stuff there. That's, that's an interesting deal, like I said at the start. You know, that's the second first-round pick they've moved. Um,
0: yeah, I, I really haven't been able to kind of figure out what the strategy is there in Panther City are they going young are they going veteran are they going future are they going now
1: well I mean listen as far as I'm concerned they're going now because you know they have like we've just talked about they've moved you know two of their first round picks and you know that that's a tough thing for an expansion team it's the fine line of how do you build an expansion team I mean there's there's guys with the theory that I'm not, you know, we're going to be bad for the first two or three years and we're just going to have to deal with it but we're going to should have, you know, th- 3 years of top picks um, you know, to stock the cupboard and then and then we should be good and then but the flip side of that is, you know, you want to win now and you say, well, I can add this great player but then I don't have to give up this pick for, you know, 3 years or whatever, but you know, as an owner of a team, like that's great. That's a fine strategy, but you know, you better make sure you're in in year two and year three when you don't have those picks. You know, you're not picking first and or second or third in the draft, where you you could be getting the same quality type player, you know, ten years younger. I hear um, you. I So,
0: hear well, I mean, it's it, yeah. Plus, how it, you want how you how
1: do you want to build it? You know, I think the toughest thing to do for an expansion team is probably to stay patient and and build it. You know, well, maybe you want the to right engage way.
0: that market with some wins out of the gate, right? Like that's kind of the the caveat to it is like you don't want to go out there and have some sort of three yeah, and, but three you and got educate, ed,
1: ed, educate your fans. You know, and I agree, you don't want to have a three and fifteen season. But you know, um, I think fans don't necessarily expect expansion teams to win right out of the gate. True. Um, whereas if, if you don't win out of the gate and then you're not winning in years three and four, cause you don't have those picks, then you, that that's a recipe for disaster in my opinion. Mm. So I, you know, I'm well, not taking I, decided- any, like, I have all the respect in the world for Randy. Um, you know, he's a hell of a player. Will Randy be back this year. You know, I, you know, this one kind of caught me off guard a little bit. I mean, you know, I heard rumblings about what Randy might be up to. And, and uh, you know, it is what it is. John makes the move. He's not shy to make a move. And, and, you know, he's, like we just said, he's got
0: Love Panther City's
1: first-round picks, I don't know, two of the next three or four years. So, um, you know, stalking the coverts like he always does and, he, and you know, he, he he's kinda of gone with the Bill Belichick approach. He got ahead of the game, you know, probably ten years ago with four first round picks. Yeah. And and he just keeps rolling them and he and he always seems to have two or three and usually a really high one, especially when he needs it. So uh
0: smart guy. You
1: know, he does a good job at that, John Arlotta.
0: He does. I uh, watched it firsthand there for a few years in Minnesota and uh, you know, like I like there was times I was like, John, like how long are you going to like keep just selling off your top end guys and keep acquiring draft picks? Like sooner or later, you got to go for it, don't you? And he's like, is, is that what I have to do, Jake?" <laughs> I was like, "Well, I don't know. That's what I would do." But he got it done. Well, like he a, got a championship. Yeah, twenty seventeen, right? So it it, it and it, he's
1: had a he's had a team that's been you know in my opinion one of the best uh, fighting for a championship for probably the last five years. So yeah. uh, and and I'm sure still is so. He, he's done a good job of building that team to being a, you know, championship caliber team and also able to, you know, ship out players and bring back assets yeah. in return. So yeah.
0: keep the um, payroll at a reasonable level as well. So, yeah. yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, no time to waste here on, on this episode, Jamie, of, of 150 of lax class here, because I'm like, we're what? We're twenty minutes in and I need a shower. Just just sitting here. <laughs> Let's take a break. Get that image out of your head. We'll head lacrosse the nation. We're not going far as far as I'm concerned, just up the hill from where I'm living at right now. Coquitlam, Craig Wingrove, Lacrosse the Nation is next. This
2: is John Tavares and you're listening to Lacrosse Classified.
0: Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified Quarter number two. We are now in on episode number 150. Jake Elliott, Jamie Dowick. Uh, Lacrosse the Nation coming up, presented by Stampede Tack in Western Wear. Uh, we're going to be talking to Craig Wingrove here in just a couple of minutes. I don't know if uh, Winger's ever been out to the, the big compound there in Cloverdale at the corner of Highway 10 and 180th there since 1966. But I mentioned, uh, I'm going to mention the Stormrider in quarter four, but along with the classic Stormrider jacket, Cloverdale's biggest Wrangler dealer in canada like that is that's big time stuff a lot of places sell wrangler jeans and and apparel but stampede tack and western wear is the biggest in canada then you add that to their boot selection and like i mean seriously the amount of different types of boots that they got going on there at stampede is ridiculous i guarantee you'll find a pair you like hop online 'Cause it's still shopping local. I know uh Craig is back in, in Connecticut here, but you can still shop local, Craig Wingrove. Go to stampede.ca. Lacrosse the Nation, uh, Jamie Dowick, let's well I normally I say let's hop on the jet here, but uh, I'm only like traveling up the hill. So maybe let's let's take a helicopter today. We're going lacrosse the nation. Lacrosse. The Lacrosse. The and of course, I forgot that there's like the jet sound there. So uh, it was a quick trip up the hill to Coquitlam, British Columbia. But we're going back to actually Greenwich, Connecticut, right now. As that's where our guest uh, is located, as so I'll welcome my former Junior A teammate and the son of the late, great Les Wingrove onto the podcast here. Craig Wingrove, welcome to Lax Class. Thanks for doing this, my friend.
2: Hey, Jake and Jamie. It is a real honor to be asked to be on the podcast. It's um, I've been listening for a while and you've had some fantastic guests, so I just hope I can contribute a little bit to, to the podcast and some of the... Some of the back, uh, some of the things that have happened—the
0: uh, history of the lacrosse in Coquitlam. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you are connected to it's—it's its very fabric, and and through your dad, of course. And I—I I think probably that's where we should begin, Craig. Uh, what a what a legacy Lester left on on not only the the ADNAC organization, but the sport of lacrosse and, and Coquitlam in general, the Hall of Fame, all the rest of it. I, Tell me about how your dad found lacrosse and what what attracted it, him to the game and, and why he wanted to be so involved.
2: Well, you know, Jake, it's uh, that's very generous words that you offer about dad. And, um, you know, he, he really was incredibly uh, passionate about the, the, the game of lacrosse. He, you know, he played as a youngster. Um, you know, he, uh, uh, the Wingroves were a pioneer family in Port Coquitlam. And, uh, you know, he grew up in, in Poco, what is now rolling lacrosse box, and that's where he, he got the bug, uh, to play lacrosse. And, um, you know, he didn't play junior lacrosse. He didn't play, uh, you know, big time lacrosse after, uh, him and mom, uh, uh got married. Uh, he, he, found lacrosse again. And, uh, you know, the, the, the bug bit him, uh, and the bug bit him hard. And, um, you know, you know, the, the whole family from, from then on had been, You know we've been a lacrosse family we've been really really fortunate to be to be part of this uh, amazing game and
0: like how did how did he get involved with the adnac organization at the beginning this this happening back at what like in the early 70s if i'm not mistaken
2: yeah it's 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 in the early 70s uh late 60s early 70s you know dad uh you know, he 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 did what a lot of people out on the podcast have done. They they volunteered to coach. He 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 refereed. Um, you know, he was you know starting to get his feet wet and becoming involved in in what was then a growing sport. It's still a growing sport, but you know, in, in the infancy of of uh, of, of box across uh, in in Western Canada. Um, I shouldn't say the infancy. The infancy of what it is now. I mean, it's really where the the huge growth. Um, you know, kind of started in that era. So, was he know, there for G'dong, the dad,
0: was he there for the, the Jayhawks to the Adnac transformation? So he was the
2: Jayhawks to Junior Adnac transformation. Okay. So, okay. Um, so the you know the way the way it was laid out, uh, you know, the Coquitlam Jayhawks were a fledging junior, the Coquitlam Junior Adnacs. They were reborn um and um you know they've 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 been in that form since 1979 so dad uh was there from the from the ground level
0: and i and i'll let you get in here in a sec jamie but i don't know if you can a- even answer this and i don't i don't know the answer to this either but the 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 name Adnac actually came from new westminster who used to be known as the new westminster adnacks before changing to the salmon bellies and then na- it like was the name like gifted, or was it just open so so you guys took it, or do you know do you know how that played out?
2: Well, remember the Coquitlam the Coquitlam Adnax already existed in the seniors they they were there in nineteen sixty nine. Um, so the Coquitlam senior Adnacks were still there. Okay. But I think like way back, the
0: the Adnacks came to be from, from a team. I can't quite remember the story, but I think it was a bunch of former New West guys went to Coquitlam and, and took on the Adnack name and that's how New West ended up becoming the Sandbellies. But I could be, I could be. uh, Well, let
1: me, let me jump in here because I I
0: always say this to people
1: because I think Challen told me this and I'm starting to think he might've been pulling my leg, (laughs) Is Adnax not Canada spelled backwards? Oh, it is. Is that how they came up with the team name? That's true?
0: Yeah, I mean, it is. If you look at it, it is Canada backwards. Um, but I don't know. But does that
1: have anything? does that have anything to do with how the Adnax came around? Because I go around telling people all that all the time because I think I, some inside whatever, but maybe it's just a or coincidence. I didn't even figure
0: that out until I was like 15. <laughs> I was an Adenac my entire life.
2: That was a big year for you, Jake, when you were 15. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, it is, it is, um, no, it, it, Jim, you're right. It, it is, it is Canada spelled backwards. Um, Jake is also right. It, it, it started out of New West. So, um, you know, the, the way that the story's been told to me and to others is the Adenacs, where a basketball club.
0: This is what yes, 1920s. yes, okay. Here we go. This is what I remember.
2: So the the Adonacs were a basketball club in the nineteen twenties, and to keep those boys um, conditioned during the summer, they picked up lacrosse. So the salmon bellies and the Adenacs competed against each other. And there were there were times where they amalgamated back into just the salmon bellies. So you know the the lacrosse Adam acts competed um, in New Westminster. Um, they uh, in the late 30s they competed for a number of man cups. Uh, it was uh, World War II. They disbanded. They came back, and I have a note here. They won. Uh, they won the man cup in 1947. Now, Jake, do you remember when they put up those banners? Um they had those um I think they were made of wood, but they debuted all those beautiful banners. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say nineteen forty
0: seven and I was gonna be like, well, not Yeah, not <laughs> But but do you remember there was like there was a purple and gold Adonac
2: banner at Queen's Park Arena and everybody freaked out because right. nobody kind of knew they nobody had... knew that backstory.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. I um, do remember that.
2: So anyways, yeah, it, it was like sometimes in the fifties the Adenax
0: finally folded um
2: and um it, it was um uh, 1965 is is when the uh, a guy called ralph douglas brought the team to coquitlam in 1965 he is a former player i think i said 69 before yeah. um so the uh the senior adnacs have been there since um 1965 with exception of that sort of one year in the national lacrosse league where they moved to portland oregon so that's the history of the adnax, They were a they were a basketball team that turned into a lacrosse team that competed with the salmon bellies in Far New Westminster. Yeah. And um, you know, it's it's kind of a weird history. Um, but the Adenacs are very much Coquitlam now. Yeah. There's no doubt in anybody's mind when you say the word Adonac, people think of the purple, they think of the gold, they think of the A. Um, and they, yeah, think, they, and the they think of the
0: they think of the Wingrove family too. I would say, Craig, because uh, of the impact. And and I want to talk about Trevor and the Wingrove tournament, of course, as well. But um, you know, just the the one man cup uh, in two thousand and one, which your your dad was obviously a, a big part of. Three Minto cups for the junior team. Uh, two out of the three your dad a, a big part of as well. And, and you know, you, you played in a couple as, as a player for the juniors, and, and your brother was a phenomenal player uh, at, at both the junior and the senior level before his life was taken away a little quick. Tell me – Tell me about your big brother Trevor, Craig, because I didn't get to know him quite as well as as I do know you, but I mean there listen, there is like a, a street named after him down there near near City Hall and and he left a, a legacy behind uh with the Wingrove tournament that will live on forever.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, listen, you you, you get anyone on, you know, in any forum to talk about their to talk about their sibling or talk about their parents or talk about someone in their family, they're going to be proud. Um, But, you know, uh, having a brother like, like Trevor Wingrove was like nothing else, but, you know, it's also, you know, you don't really learn and appreciate those things at the time. And, you know, Trevor was a, a, a very good player. He, um, you know, he was um, on the small side, but, um, you know, he was he was always consistently you know at the top of scoring, and those Coquitlam junior teams, uh, you know, back in the um, uh, you know back in the uh, in the eighties, um, they would have um, they would have cleaned up house if it weren't for a powerhouse Esquimalt team couple with a gate brothers, couple yeah. of twins called the Gates yeah, and yeah. you know uh, some some Hazes and some Peppers and some of these other you know fantastic lacrosse. Um, uh, players uh, that came out of Esquimalt, Victoria at that time. But, um, you know, Trevor, um, you know, he he was really well regarded, um, you know, by his teammates and and by people around him. He was, you know, a a very good offensive player. We played two-way lacrosse back then. He could hold his own on the defensive side. And, you know, he was just a, a respectful player. He loved the game. He played the game uh, for what it was. And, you know, it was the perennial nominee and won a few times the equivalent of the Lady Bing award. He was just that sort of gentlemanly, uh, gentlemanly player. And, um, you know, it, it was just a, it it was tremendous to kind of grow up with, with Trevor and dad to kind of look up to. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, And, and, you know, a big part of, uh, the city of Coquellum in, in, his, in his employment and, um, like I said, le- left a legacy behind. That I mean, I guess we'll spin it back to your dad, Jimmy. I don't know if you've ever been to the to the Wingrove tournament with with any of your young kids coming, but this this tournament attracts teams from not only across Canada, but now down in North America with the USA box. The guys coming up uh, to compete in this thing. How how was this born, Craig? And and I mean, it's it's literally gotten bigger and better every year, and I'm sure it's going to come back even better and, and stronger this coming summer.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, um, you know, Quirtle Mine Lacrosse, um, you know, is, has, you know, been, you know, was very kind to, to the family. Um, you know, they, they approached us, um, you know, about, uh, you know, what was, what was then, you know, called the Dogwood Tournament. So. Um, you know, when, you know, any kid in the lower mainland, you know, growing up, uh, you know, likely um played in what was the um the the, the Dogwood Day Tournament, which right. uh had started in ni- nineteen eighty four. Um so um and you know the Dogwood tournament was always kind of set up as you know, it's the top A one teams across T V Bass, and the midget. Um it's um you know it's it's an invitational tournament. Um, so not every team, you know, necessarily plays. Um, teams from the island come over. Teams from the interior come over. And uh, in 2011, uh, Cookutlamaina Lacrosse was being run by James Abbott um, at that time. And James uh, approached us and um, uh, you know suggested that uh, you know Lacrosse would like to do something uh, really nice for uh, uh, for Trev and, um, and and they offered that this this dogwood tournament might be a really good way. Uh, to to um, uh, to preserve Trevor's legacy with Coquitlam Minor Lacrosse. So, um, since 2011, uh, it's been the Trevor Wingrove Memorial Tournament. Um, you know uh, what you see now in the Premier Lacrosse League and the National Lacrosse League and the WLA. Many of those kids have come through the Dogwood Tournament, and you know it used to give Dad just a tremendous thrill, particularly in those early days of the tournament, where we would go and. You know, sit up in a corner and, you know, we couldn't watch every game because uh, there were two rinks going. But, you know, we watched most of the games and, you know, it was just, you know, former player, former teammate, former opponents. that are giving back. They're coaching teams that don't have their kids on it or they're coaching their their kids. And, you know, it was a huge thrill for dad to sort of see people giving back to the game. Um, And he didn't think this way, but I certainly do you know, the, his you know, for him to be able to see other people doing some of the things that he did back in the day where he didn't have kids on the team. He had he had no stake in the Coquitlam junior Adnax. He saw, you know, a wasted opportunity with the Jayhawks team and, you know, I, you know, in nineteen seventy nine I was seven. Trevor would have been twelve. Um, you know, we didn't play for that team for ten plus years, you right. know, down the road. Yeah. Um and um, you know, so I know that Um, you know, dad really got a, a really big thrill to just see those, see those guys come back and, and get back to the sport. Um, and you're right, Jake, there's, you know, now there's, you know, um, uh, with, uh, U.S. Boxla,
0: um, girls teams, all of it now, right? Like boys, girls, USA, Canada, all of it.
2: Yeah. Dad, dad reached out to Shaden Santos a number of years ago and, um, you know, Shaden, as as, uh, as Shaden was, you know, kind of getting what is now US Box off the ground, and you know they brought up a, you know they brought up a couple of teams in the first year or so, and um, you know they held their own, and it wasn't before long. They, I think they meddled. I think they meddled in their third year in one of the divisions, which is uh, which was awesome, um, and you know US Box was becoming a, a really influential uh, organization uh, down here in the states. Lots of former AdNacs are there. I, I see Dallas Elliott, You know, for any of you there, uh, you know, on on any of the Facebook groups and what have you, you know, yeah. Dallas is very much involved now with US Boxler. Yeah. Um, Tyler Pace has been involved. Uh, you know, Ethan Iannucci, one of your best calls ever, um, calling a lacrosse game was with Ethan. Some <laughs> of those guys are um, are, uh, are are giving back through US Boxler as yeah. well and, and growing the game in the U.S.
0: Did you ever get a chance to meet Last Jamie? Like, if you talk to, to Shooter or, or Doyler, like, they'll tell you about the legendary phone calls of Last trying to recruit these guys to Coquitlam. You know, hey, uh, you would know, just like to have a, a 10, 15 minute conversation with you. And next thing you know, you're looking at your phone and you're two hours into these these phone calls, which you just love to, to talk lacrosse uh, for hours and hours and hours. I don't know if you ever had a chance to meet Last Jamie.
1: I think we met once briefly, but never really had the chance to, uh, talk to him or, or spend any quality time with him. But, you know, it, it is, you know, it's one of those names and you're right. Like, uh, I'm, I'm not too familiar with everything WL related, WLA related. And, you know, i obviously Doyle and shoot both speak, you know, very highly of Coquitlam Adnex, and, and less and and Doc Hedges and you know it's always just been kind of this legend and aura you know to hear these guys that are you know greats of the game and and talk about what what a great time like when Doyle talks about being out there and him and Kimbo and you know it's just like something he had to do and and yeah Les would have been one of those guys that got them out there and convinced them to go out there and you know I think that helps build a pro you know that's that's long-term vision of building a program and stuff like that so
0: yeah no um, no question about it and and Les was a a huge part of that and I like I still think like to to the day about things that that I did and and of course you know the purple and gold runs run through my bloodlines Jamie so I, I you know puff my chest out a little bit harder when when I'm talking about ADNAC lacrosse but you know I think about the things I did as a youth and, and the, you know, the tournaments like the dogwood that I played in and, and the pancake breakfast at, at registration and team photos and all these sort of things that kids are still doing to this very day. I was doing 30, 40 years ago, and it was all because of Les Wingrove and, and the culture that he instilled. In, and when you think about lacrosse towns, and, and this is really kind of what lacrosse the nation is about, what makes these hotbeds? hotbeds and it's things like that where kids are going up and it's not i want to i want to play hockey or i want to play soccer in coquitlam it's i want to play lacrosse i want to be an Adnac, and that's really what separates the towns like the orangevilles and the victorias and the Coquitlam's and the peterboroughs and and what have you from some of the others is that this culture has been around so long and it takes time right for for you to develop these types of things but it it all comes from great volunteers it does. and great people. Yeah, it really and with, does. And
1: every, that's the common theme when, you know, and I I, I was going to say, I didn't know you were a Coquitlam guy. It's taking you so long to get them on uh, lacrosse. The nation <laughs> I here. didn't
0: want to be that guy where I was like, I was
1: going to say that for you. You know, obviously probably be the first one you wanted to do, but yeah. you don't want to be that guy that's a that Homer or whatever. So it, it's great. You did this, um, but no, I mean, coquidlam is is uh, it, it's a, it's just that's the common theme with all these things. It's about people, special people that have given up time and and you know everything to an organization to help grow that culture, and and you see it carried on long after these people are you know gone too soon, and 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 that's a tribute to those people and all those you know awesome lacrosse centers like the
0: equipment. yeah well said and Craig I mean honestly like even to this day you just mentioned you're like in Greenwich Connecticut pretty much as far away from from your hometown as you can get right now and your your boy Willie was uh you know sporting his adnac shirt going to school today
2: <laughs> He he absolutely was you know um you know uh, when when Jake and I were talking earlier you know when when I say the 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 purple and gold runs through the family. Uh, you know, my, my son will went to school today wearing a, a, a junior admac golf shirt. So, you know, we, we, we do try to get home as, as, uh, as, as much as we can. Um, you know, I certainly would come home for, uh, for mental runs and, and, you know, always tried to make sure I came home for, you know, for, for big lacrosse events, but, um, uh, you know, with the pandemic, it's been, uh, it's been harder to get back and and obviously a lot of lacrosse, but you know, I'm, I'm super eager for, you know, some sense of lacrosse normality. I want to get back to the Trevor Wingrove Memorial tournament. Uh, uh, you know, I I was, I was able to watch two games, uh, uh, two junior games this summer, uh, when I was home visiting mom and, um, you know, it's, uh, um, you know, it's a it's a different atmosphere um here in the states for sure. It's it's obviously it's a it's a heavy field, it's a heavy field game. A lot of people here they they sort of don't, you know, they don't understand you know kind of the culture that that I came from and sort of the the, the you know the, the different type of passion that you know that I think we have. And you know, Jake, you named a number of lacrosse cities that are like second to none, and you know, I'm so proud that you know not just you who is, you know, you're an ad homer. homer. Um, it could be anybody will put Coquitlam in that category yeah. now. Yeah. And, you know, and, and for me, you know, seeing the growth um, of Coquitlam sports, and it's not just lacrosse, it's it's across a number of sports, but, you know, it starts at the minor level. And, you know, Coquitlam minor lacrosse is is pretty, you know, consistently one of the largest lacrosse
0: associations
2: um, in Canada. And um it starts there. I mean you see It really does, man. Um I mean
0: the boxes around yeah. town, the outdoor facilities and all the rest of it, the accessibility to it, it it just the the town screams lacrosse and like listen man, you were one of the first guys like trying to get high school lacrosse going in Coquitlam uh, you were one of the first guys to, to take off and, and head to St. John's on, on a field uh, lacrosse scholarship and, and you never you never came back man but you're gonna have to come back here uh, winger because listen I, I got myself a new hip we didn't get a chance to do the crunch last time but I figure by the next time you roll through town, I'll be I'll be ready to hit the stairs with you again
2: um listen I, I i want you to get well i want to you know i i think what i need to do is sharpen up my skills and maybe make one of these hawaii tournaments oh, for some of the boys Jamie, um, you got to
0: get in on this as well man if you've never done the hawaii tournament in october
1: no i haven't been i've had a few players go down oh, there buddy, like,
0: you know, West you gotta John just come for the 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 the, the, dude, the experience yeah Hawaii's far, man. I know. Remember, I'm a, I'm in
1: Toronto here.
0: Like, lava that, flows. A... Just ask Chow about the lava flows, and if that doesn't get you to, to Waikiki, nothing will. Hey.
1: Yeah. Last time I was in Hawaii it was on my honeymoon. So, <laughs> uh, and that was eons ago. <laughs> okay.
0: And well, you're due. See... You're due. You're due. Yeah.
1: I I don't see me. Saying to the wife, yeah, you know, I'm just gonna go to Hawaii for a week <laughs> with the boys here, like the 25-year-old boys, and just going up. Oh, come
0: on, bring the entire hey. family. We'll hop on the lacrosse the nation well, jet down, and, we'll, you're talking. and we'll make you it. Know, hey, family, yeah. there's time. Lots of the boys bring their kids and the masters guys and all the stuff. So it's uh, it's a fantastic time, Craig. This was. A fantastic conversation, man. I really appreciate uh, you spending a little time here on Lax Glass with us, uh, waxing on the Coquitlam Madnack history. Fantastic job, my friend, and uh, all the best to to you and the family. And we will talk soon, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, Jake Jamie, thanks for having me on, and uh, you yeah, know, hopefully we'll catch up soon.
0: You bet you we we will. There, he, there you go, Craig Wingrove, Coquitlam Madnacks, lacrosse the nation. And uh, we can strike that one off the list. We're going to have to come up with... I'm going to let you maybe make the pick next week, Jamie. Uh, it's your stallion next week and your pick for lacrosse the nation. How about that?
1: Wow. And I'll t- I'll do you one better because I love the challenge. I'll-, I'll get you the guests
0: too. Yeah, okay. And don't forget about those boots at Stampede Tack and Westernwear. Uh, <laughs> let's take a break. Halftime on episode 150. We're back with third quarter action. Quick sticks are coming up right here on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network.
1: Hey, this is Paul Day, head coach and general manager of the
2: Philadelphia Wing. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified, on throwing the game one podcast at a time.
0: Well, Welcome back to Lacrosse Class. Uh, into the second half, the third quarter here on episode 150, 150 Jim. That's uh, that's a that's a milestone, I would say, right there. Impressive. Uh, I want to tell you about our friends at the National Lacrosse League and Fanatics uh, Fanatics.ca, where you can get all the team swag that you're looking for ahead of face-off weekend, which comes up. In just a couple of months from now, what are we uh, what are we out here, Jamie? Like seventy-five days or something before the NLL season begins?
1: Yeah, I mean we're we're opening camp on October thirtieth, so we're about about five weeks out from that, and then camp's about a month. So yeah, nine weeks. What uh, what's the strategy days? at
0: camp? How many guys you bring into camp this year?
1: I I don't have a big. Uh, I don't have a big group coming in really my, my core group. And then all my draft picks from the last two years, I think I have one street free agent I signed. Um, So other than that, it's just draft picks and and guys that were on the roster.
0: Awesome. Uh, And I think that that helps you kind of like get into your, your systems and your offense and your power plays and all that sort of stuff a little earlier than most. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, we just the way of makeup of our team right now is, we don't have a lot of question marks on our team, and even into our practice roster. So, um, you know, hey, we're we're everyone's going to get an opportunity that's there, but we we don't we're not in a position where we're just bringing guys in to, you know, bring, bring guys in. Yeah, bring I mean, in and let go. guys guys are there because we drafted them, so we obviously like them, and they'll they'll get a shot and a chance, but. You know, we do have a, a lot of guys on our roster and, and uh, you know, not a lot of available spots. So, you know, it's different every year. There's been years where we've brought in a ton of guys when we have a lot of openings. But, you know, when you don't and you kind of know who you are, you're probably better just to get at it, especially, you know, coming back from where we've come back from.
0: Well, tell me this. Uh, I haven't seen uh... – You release one Paul Rabel from your your holdout list. yet, Jamie, uh, who just announced his retirement. Oh, here. I got to get this in here before we start. Have you checked out NLL Shop yet? Get your favorite NLL gear, including jerseys, hats, T-shirts, and more. New items being added daily. This is... (laughs) This is the kind of day I'm having, Jamie. The computer did the restart. I forgot to open up my my little pages with with my NLL read on it, so I'm just kind of winging it right now. So I'll promise I'll do better next week uh, when it when it comes. Well, to that. listen,
1: I went on to fanatics. Okay, NCH, yeah, help right? me out here. And it's pretty cool when you actually go on the homepage, uh, right at the top where they have like the NFL and NHL and all that. They got a little NLL logo. Uh, so it was uh, real easy to, you know, find the NLL stuff, and I perused through the uh, all the rock stuff because didn't know what was in there, and and yeah, they seem to have a pretty good uh, selection of items, and and like you said, they're adding stuff, but you know, it was awesome to see our logo up there with all those other leagues on on that Fanatics.ca, and and easy to see, and so you know, what's cool about it is. You know, and and obviously we have the store at the track, so anyone local that wants to get rock stuff can get it there, and we actually carry all the teams' hats there. But you know, the cool thing is, there's there's guys that cheers for cheers cheer for teams in other cities. So if you live in Vancouver and you're a rock fan, you know it's 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 not that easy, you know. Like yeah, you can call the store and get a shit, but Fanatics has just made that real easy for everyone, where you can access every team's merchandise and, and get it sent right to you so I, i'm 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 thoroughly impressed with it so far and and hopefully everyone can well, check there you
0: it go. out uh, who needs a read when you got jamie dalek on the podcast just speaking truth <laughs> like that uh so paul Rabel man he retired i don't know uh where'd he come out on Paul Rabel fan? I know he came to the track one year and did, did like a big camp and, and obviously you uh, acquired him and I can't remember what the deal was way back when, but give me a Paul Rabel memory and, and you know, what, uh, what you think he meant to the game?
1: Well, I mean, listen, first and foremost, he's meant, you know, a ton to the game of lacrosse. Um, You know, he was I don't want to say one of the first Americans to to play in the NLL, but he was one of the group, you know, when it was predominantly a Canadian league to to come and do that. And, you know, he's clearly a very smart business guy and, you know, understands marketing and promotion. And, and, uh, you know, he was the first one to kind of put himself out there in the lacrosse world and, and he had a home run with it. So uh, I give him a lot of credit for that. He was a great player um is he the greatest lacrosse player of all time? I, I don't think so. Yeah. But, you know, he, he's definitely um, you know, one of the greatest field players of all time and 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 you know, he's all about building the game. So, you know, the I think BLL, his lasting the legacy and the whole MLL thing it, it's been I'm not going to lie to you, it's been a little weird for me you know, watching him play in that league, but also kind of try and be the face of the league as yeah. far as a management side of it goes. Yeah. So uh, I think this is good for that league that he's retired and, uh, you know, he can focus on, on that other stuff. And
0: well, I think and, that's and it. The that best next, is yet next... to come for him. I yeah. think what he is, the impact that he is going to leave on the, foot, the footprint he's going to leave on, on the sport of lacrosse is, is really yet to come. What he is going to accomplish on the – fantastic player. Like you said, the whole, you know, all-time leading pro lacrosse scorer drives me nuts because I think that's – Yeah, I don't – you know, I don't like how – I
1: I mean, we talked about this last week and I know there's been a lot about it on social media over the weekend with his retirement and, you know, the the no, no – what is was whatever the – if that's even a word, but of Rochester's 3 P championship in yeah. and, and lacrosse and this whole – Pro lacrosse thing, like you know, I I just don't get it, especially for a guy that won a championship I in know. the NOL, yeah. played in another I one. Know. I thought he what he did in the NOL, you know, spoke volumes. Got good young Americans. Sure he was did. one of the you know to play and stuff like this. So I don't really understand it because you know, like we all believe we're kind of working together, but you know, one. it's it's clearly. Something they're going with, and, yeah. and uh, you know, hey, you do what you got to do, we'll do what we got to do, I guess. I don't know.
0: There you go. Okay, so, uh, you know, uh, happy trails, 99. He's not going anywhere. He's still going to be around in, in front and center. Um, speaking of the PLL, got to get this in. Uh, Team Canada and, and the Buffalo Bandits won the, the PLL championship. I don't know if you had a chance to watch the game or not, Jamie, but uh, chaos filled with all sorts of bandits and, and Canucks uh, take down the Whipstakes who were trying to go for, for three in a row. Fantastic game, and good to see the the good Canadian boys get it done.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny, you know. Box um,
0: lacrosse, man, box lacrosse. Bo- a
1: team of box lacrosse, and, and don't get me wrong, they got blazing that, and he's great. And I think most of their defenders are American. Yeah. But, you know, an offense that's 100%. Canadian and you know and playing against you know the Maryland group maybe the best group of them all um it's just kind of funny you know good for them uh hopefully they got their winning out of the way because yeah they got about five (laughs) bandits on that offense and uh but good for them man I mean uh you know I I think that says a lot for Canada's uh field lacrosse top end talent and stuff and and uh you know, I didn't watch the game, but uh, you know, well deserved, and it's nice to it's nice to see a new champion, even if it's For got sure. a couple bandit, bandits sure. on it.
0: So. <laughs> Quite the celebrations happening behind the scenes as well. Um, I reached yeah I, yeah, I heard the
1: trophy. I heard the
0: trophy broke. Yeah. You know
1: that thing doesn't look cheap, so well, I don't know if. Uh, well, hey. You know, I don't know if that was in the cards, but you Things know, I happen. Guess that's what happened.
0: Things happen. Uh I wanna get to this, uh Albany Firewolves. I reached out to Oliver Marty and, and because they're announcing or unveiling their New Jersey is actually when this podcast will be re- re- revealed itself. So I said to Oliver, like, I know this is a big ask, but maybe you could just give me a sneak peek. I won't tell anybody, so I can at least talk about it today when I'm recording. So when it comes out, I'm not waiting another week to... But uh, got got turned down on that. Completely understand it. Uh, you know, you can't be taking chances when no it comes to... No sneak peek. Nope, no sneak peek. So I can't can't comment on, on, on the Firewall's unis, unis until next week, but uh, they do have a winter box program, as we were just talking about, Americans playing box across, and I think every NLL team should should be doing this, winter box programs for for the youngsters. So kudos to, to George Manius and, and the gang over there for doing that. What else do I got here? Uh, oh, can I got I got, yeah, I got
1: yeah. a quick stick. Okay. One of my Favorite players that never put on a Toronto Rock jersey announced today. Oh, that he's on, he's, retiring. he's on the list. And, oh, he's on the list. Oh, he's on the list. See, I didn't get the show notes, and I, <laughs> I didn't. I, you know, <laughs> oh, I, I listen. I, I love this guy, man. I love Andrew Suter, and uh, you know, he he's uh, you know coached in the Rock Elite League a long time ago. He's just an awesome friend, and he's a you know, he's just a great teammate. I mean, I know you have uh, pretty a pretty good relationship with yeah. suits and, and I just, he, he's going to be missed, man. And, and, you know, suits was as good as anyone at getting you out of your seat and, and getting you fired up at a, at a lacrosse game. And, and I, I just wanted to say congratulations on a hell of a career. And, uh, you know, I know you'll be around and involved if you're not the assistant GM somewhere already. And, uh, you know, we're gonna miss seeing you on the floor, buddy, but
0: Well you know, said congrats. Well said and uh man, I got a ton ton of Andrew Cedar memories uh stored up in, in my big old cranium, man, and, and you're right, like the leadership and the pregame speeches and just the fierceness that that guy played the game with and and had some real unlucky injury trouble and that probably cut things a little bit short but i'm i'm so happy for him and, and proud of him that he was able to make the decision on on his terms and go out the way that he wanted to go out with somebody not kicking him out and you know new young family and and career on the rise so decided that that it was time and uh man i'm i've got all day all day for for the champ andrew Suter. so well said by you and and uh definitely going to be missing him, watching him play this upcoming season um i mentioned this for you we talked to galiba day mitchell a few weeks ago now jamie about the medicine Men, and uh they got the swag up online i retweeted this uh on on my twitter account pxp for sports Check this out. You got a bunch of stuff for sale, I think, up until the end of the month, uh, medicine men. And the great thing about the medicine men, like, down there in Aguasazna, you don't really have to worry. Like, it's not like buying salmon belly stuff or Orangeville stuff where, like, you can't wear that around in your medicine Man. Like, everybody loves the medicine Man. You can wear that stuff anywhere, and, and you're not going to piss anybody off. So, and it looks great. No, they there
1: want you to wear it. They're, you know, proud of it. And- yeah. Yeah. So sure. that's I on the saw t- that on your, I saw that up there.
0: Good. Uh Lyle Thompson and Frank Brownlee and uh, who was the other guy? Was it Randy Stotts? I believe it was. Uh it, with an article in Sports Illustrated this was was making the rounds and and got tweeted out and Instagram and all the rest of it. If you haven't seen this, you've been under a rock, but check out it's must-read material here. From Lyle and, and Sports Illustrated, just a fantastic article and, and some hard truths in there about, you know, the sport of lacrosse and, and George Beers and how it was invented and kind of taken away and then assimilated with them in, in residential schools and all the rest of it is It's a really, really important read. I can't encourage you enough to go to check that out. That's on my timeline as well. Uh, XLL update, Jamie. Got to get this in here, man. Uh, the the XLL has done the draft. The teams are picked. We're getting ready to roll in nine days, and uh, this is going to be another a lot of fun. All these games are going to be up on BC Sports TV, and A ton of uh, NLL potential hopefuls going to be getting after it uh, in Coquitlam coming up for the next 10 weeks. So bcsports.tv is where you can watch all that. I'm going to be calling these games and lots of high-end talent in there as well. And then the guys that are trying to get to the high end. So check out some XLL coming up. Wolves, Bears, Eagles, Hawks, all of it. A uh, couple more here. Hunter's Cup. I mentioned I couldn't get to it, Jamie, and and maybe at the end of the day, it's a good thing because those no good, dirty, rotten scoundrels, the Poon Squad, did it again at the Hunter's Cup. Uh, this lineup is just ridiculous. I don't know if you've seen seen these these guys yet, Jamie. Tell me, tell me who's on there. Well, you got uh, Benny Mack, Robert Church, uh, Logan Shuss, Del Bianco. Um, Eli McLaughlin, you, like they just—it goes on and Oh,
1: that's the that's the Poon squad. Yeah,
0: challenge. Usually, if he's in town for it, will will be on the squad as well. Um, I think Magnuson was out there. Like there, it's just—it's almost not fair. I'm not, but it's it's great because you have like these high end pros coming out um, and helping raise money for. Chris Lashanko, and and I haven't got the final totals yet, but it looked like a fantastic day out there, and the Poon Squad, again, is is your champion. One year they got so trashed that, like, the Masters guys beat them. (laughs) 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 But I don't think they're letting that ever happen again, so they kept it in check, and uh, they got it done this year for the 13th annual. Last uh, quick stick I have here. Is uh, as I strap on a headband here, Jamie, to to keep the sweat out of my eyes. Uh, L 35 moments, Mammoth Lacks back in 2003 defeat your Toronto Rock in double overtime in front of 16,125 fans, a league record for fans at an inaugural home game. Gary Gates scores the first goal in team history, and rookie Brian Langtree scores the overtime winner. And that really, I mean, the rest is history there in Colorado. That was the first one, double OT. Like, how are you not becoming a Mammoth fan after going and watching that?
1: Yeah, and they put on a good show they always have from day one. Explosives and Harleys and yeah. Yeah, they're just just a strong franchise and and they they do it right. And and they they set the bar, one of those teams that set the bar for all of us in this league. So, um, you know, it started off right way for them and and it's it's continuing to go that way
0: you betcha it is uh that's quick stick shaving quarter three is now done let's get to to quarter number four i'm probably going to go take some medication before we get to the fourth quarter and then we will finish this puppy off episode 150 moving into the final frame here on the lacrosse flash podcast network associated labels and packaging a fun family company that offers premium quality labels and packaging with unparalleled service. With 40 years
2: of experience, an extensive product catalog, and an ever-growing fleet of equipment, Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit to take your labels and packaging to the next level. Hey, this is Mike Poulin, goaltender for the Georgia Swarm. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified.
0: Welcome back to Lax Classes. We're into the fourth quarter. Jake Elliott, Jamie Dowick with you and also with us, and they've been with us since day number one, Associated Labels and Packaging, AssociatedLP.com or at AssociatedLP on your social media media as well focusing on people ethics quality and of course family owned with the best technology always on the cutting edge and the environment always on the forefront at the good folks at associated lp as well we love them you should too associate labels and packaging stampede stallion coming up here jamie before we get to that i gotta tell you once again because i gotta do this every week follow jamie dowick on twitter at J dowick follow me at pxp the number four sports whatever social media platform you may be on that's where you'll find me the show is at class on twitter lacrosse classified on instagram i got a facebook page and an email at lacrosse classified at gmail.com as well And don't forget to subscribe and put down a review wherever you may be listening to this podcast right now. Now, Jamie, time to head for the stables. Saddle up, partner. I don't have them. I just I don't have it in me this week Jamie I can't do it uh but we have reached the Stampede stables yeah. I I need some like water out of the canteen or or you know one of those like uh wells where you like pump you know you, you got to get over and you pump the water into the bucket back in the old days yep. so I'm yep. I'm looking for that right now I'm a little bit parched here as we've reached the Stampede stables and it's my selection this week, and I've gone. I've kept it local once again <coughs> as I'm going with uh, one of my former teammates as a new Westminster Salmon Belly. This guy spent time with four different NLL teams. And again, here, Jamie, as I, I had to restart my computer, I forgot to pull up all my pages before we hit record here, but I don't even know if I need to. Buffalo, Vancouver, Colorado. Oh, maybe I do need to pull it up. Who is his fourth team? There's the fourth one in there. I'll figure it out. But uh, a, a Champions Cup winner in 06 with the Mammoth, a, a Man Cup winner with the Victoria Shamrocks in 05, and now the current head coach of the Junior Salmon Bellies. And we had the sheriff, Robbie Marshall, last week. This guy is actually a sheriff in his. his real profession so back-to-back sheriffs here as rich cat and calgary one year in calgary there richie cat is this year or this year's this week stampede stallion 141 games 10 goals 53 assists for 63 points uh over 500 lucy's over 300 pims in his career as well this guy's tough as nails and and just play old school guy Richie Catton and, and played the game hard, played the game the right way, and uh, just an all around stallion. So Richie Catton is this week's stallion. You got a you got a Richie Catton memory or story?
1: I, I don't have one for you. I'm I'm learning this week. This is a little you know. This is a Western little Western guy. My...
0: Yeah, Western guy too. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, coaching the bellies now. So, yeah, yeah, listen, man, I mean, uh, you know, and that's the beauty of the Stampede Stallion, you know, it's I find defenders are probably, you know, a, a, an easier pick for this, and, and because stats don't come into play, but, you know, guys that played the game, you know, scored when they got their opportunity, could get the ball up the floor, but played tough, and you know, took a lot of pims, and and that was a big part of the game, and you needed guys like that on your team to be successful. God,
0: I, I got a, a Richie Cat. One memory I'll never forget, it was Timmy O'Brien's first year out here in the West. And I figured, like, I was going to have to fight this kid at some point. Me and Timmy never ended up did did having to go, but he he took Richie Cat one night and busted him up something fierce, and I had never seen Richie get – knocked around like that before and that was right when i like okay i'm like okay <laughs> this this kid is tough that's this how kid. you
1: get the nickname the surgeon yeah. right
0: no and i and i like that was like the wake up call i'm like okay like if if this guy's handling richie cat like that then obviously he's he's got something to him so uh that so was... i don't know how well you know timmy like, oh went really show. well really well
1: like tim timmy is a you know i call him a gentle giant like he's just a big monster of a guy but he's he's a, just a soft awesome dude but you know if yeah if you happen to get in a fight with him you're you're probably booking an appointment with the surgeon soon after that because uh
0: <laughs> the knuckles he, he's a, accuracy a, he, yeah
1: oh his hands are just but he is he is a salt of the earth guy and and someone i'm really glad i got to know and and Still a, a friend of mine that, that I stay in touch with and and uh, talk to here.
0: Like I said, real good guy. But this week, it's not about Tim O'Brien, who could very well be a, a Stampede Stallion one of these weeks, Jamie. But this week, it's about Richie Catton. Welcome to the Stable Brother. You're this week's Stampede Tech and Western Ware's Stallion of the Week. And, of course, the Stallion of the Week brought to you by Stampede Tech and Western Wear, Jamie, I don't know if you bought those Blundstones yet or not. If you haven't, just do it, man, and, like, if you're that displeased with them, I'll reimburse you f- for the boots. Like, you're not going to – just do it, and then it's done, and then and then thank me later. But this week, I want to tell you about the classics here. Stormrider jean jacket. I don't know if you rocked one of these back in the day or not, Jamie. These are probably pretty hot in your day, the Stormrider. The, the classics never go out of style. Corduroy collar. Uh, it's got it all. This, this popular jean jacket. Is probably the most popular of all time, and it's good for good for year-round use as well. It goes good with other classics like plaid shirts or maybe a good pair of Wrangler jeans. Can get it all at Stampede Tack and Western Wear out there in the Cloverdale. Out there in Cloverdale, at the corner of Highway 10 and 180. If they've been there since 1966, or just hop online because it's still shopping local at Stampede.ca.
1: The old Canadian tuxedo, There eh?
0: you go. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I was never a huge denim guy, but, like, the Stormrider is, like, the classic jean jacket. There's no doubt about it. Like, if you're going to buy a jean jacket, buy a Stormrider. That's pretty much a a given, I would say, right there. Jamie, another fantastic program i feel like i'm like out of breath right now for some
1: reason well you battled you battled through it you know you next week stay, is plate, gonna be better plate injured plate injured this week
0: next week is gonna be better i promise uh, i appreciate all my sponsors as well especially this week because i just sucked this week and and i appreciate you guys so much for sticking with us here the nll stampede tac associated labels and packaging And, of course, the Vancouver Warriors as well. And to you, Jamie, for for putting up with me for another week, for doing this for another week. I know everybody's enjoyed it, and hopefully you'll come back next week as well as we'll pick another destination to head lacrosse the nation. But uh, I think we're going to wrap it up for this week. Big thanks to Craig Wingrove for stopping on the program. And to you, of course, the listener, for checking us out every single week right here on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. For Jamie Dowick, have Jake Kelly, and for the fastest game on two feet. And for the creator, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay classified.